What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be talking about some of the top buy low and sell high trade targets heading into week 12 of the fantasy football season. I'm sure some of you, um, you know, haven't had your trade deadlines yet, potentially coming up this week, maybe the next one, but this may be the last trade target video. We'll see if you guys have trade deadlines later on in the season. Um, just let me know, comment down below, and maybe I'll do it for another week. Um, but we're going to have two buy lows, two sell highs. If you guys enjoyed the video, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel. Any questions, drop them down below. But let's talk about the two buy lows, and they're actually going to be on the same team. We're going to start it off here with Marquise Brown. And we've seen Hollywood go out and put together back-to-back -to -back very disappointing games. I know personally, this has been pretty surprising for me to see the production over the last two games, considering the Cardinals have gotten Kyler Murray back. You would think that's really when uh, Marquise Brown's production would kind of skyrocket. But week 10, he caught one pass for 28 yards. Week 11, he caught two passes for 18 yards. So two just huge flop performances. Those are actually his two worst fantasy games of the season. So not great. And this is just kind of how I'm viewing the situation. I believe in Hollywood Brown as a player. I think he's a very, very talented wide receiver. And I think Kyler Murray is a very, very good quarterback. So I think these two are going to be able to turn it around. This is also not a situation where like there's something weird between them and they don't have good chemistry, right? Like these two played together in college, had success in college. We have a six game sample size from last season um, where Hollywood was the wide receiver one before D-Hop came back from his suspension. In those six games, Marquise Brown averaged 18.3 PPR points per game, and that was while only scoring three touchdowns, so it's not like he was carried by touchdowns during that stretch. He was commanding volume. He was putting together some really, really impressive performances. That was wide receiver one production um, before he hurt his ankle, and then D-Hop came back. So this is just a spot where I'm going to be betting on this Kyler Hollywood connection to bounce back, um, and I think you could probably buy Marquise Brown for mid to back end like wide receiver three price at this point just given the rough stretch and then also he wasn't playing up to his ceiling earlier on in the season without kyler at quarterback i really wouldn't be shocked though if hollywood brown just went on a tear to um close out the season here and i mentioned the next guy is going to be on the same team it's actually going to be james connor and he has definitely not paid off since coming off of ir and actually even before they put him on ir he had uh, two rough games so looking back on it james connor has actually scored under nine ppr points in four straight games um, so that's including the two coming off of ir and then the two before he got put on there i do just think at this point james connor's production is bound to improve in the two weeks he's been back it's not like his role has been bad he's seen 16 and 14 carries that is very solid usage on the ground and I, the thing that i was kind of concerned about after his first game back was his receiving role it was very limited in week 10 only a 36 percent route participation we saw keontae ingram was the second running back in routes but he was kind of cutting in to those receiving opportunities for James Conner. In week 11, Keontae Ingram was active, but he didn't play a single offensive snap. So he was just completely phased out of that role. James Conner's raw participation jumped up to 53%. I wouldn't be shocked if that slides up a little bit more moving forward, but it's good to see that he already had that jump from week 10 to week 11. Now, James Conner does have some tough matchups in the fantasy playoffs. He goes up against the 49ers and the Eagles, but that's also something you could kind of use, you know, as like a bargaining chip here. Another reason why you're kind of buying low, the person rostering him may be concerned with that rough playoff stretch, but I do think if he can get that receiving usage going, I do just think it raises his floor in those tough matchups, you know, plus it makes him more game script proof. So 
the Cardinals are definitely not going to be favored to beat the 49ers or the Eagles. So if they're trailing, at least he'll still be involved as a pass catcher, you know, when they're, uh, you know, trying to score garbage time late in those games. So I think at this point with James Conner, you can probably buy him as a running back three in my rest of season rankings. I think I had him as my running back 24. So kind of like a fringe RB2 territory. I'd probably keep him pretty much in the same spot. Um, I do think if you're getting him at like an RB3 price tag, he's a guy who can end up delivering RB2 production rest of season. So he's someone I would just kind of kick the tires on, see if the uh, owner's panicking. Because I mean, really, we've had pretty much eight weeks where he's just been a complete disappointment. The games where he was out and then the games where he just hasn't put up decent fantasy numbers. But the usage is there, um, so I think he should pick it up. Now, looking at two sell-high players, I'm going to start it off here with DK Metcalf, coming off a really nice game, five receptions for 94 yards and a touchdown. This was actually his best fantasy game of the season in uh, PPR scoring. I just think looking at DK Metcalf here, he is a very unique combination of someone who's consistently viewed as like a high-end wide receiver too fantasy-wise, but consistently does not put up that type of fantasy production. So he's viewed as like this potential high-end wide receiver too, but he does not actually give you that high-end wide receiver two work. Um, So in 2021, DK was the wide receiver 20 in points per game. 2022, he was the wide receiver 24 in points per game. And then after his big week 11 game, he's currently the wide receiver 21 in points per game on the season. But keep in mind, like the back end wide receiver twos to like the high end to mid tier wide receiver threes are all very clumped together. Metcalf's averaging 13.6 PPR points. There are nine other wide receivers between that number and 13.1 PPR points. So lots of players just in that very similar range. I just think looking at the Seahawks offense rest of season, JSN has played much better as of late. He's clearly going to have a role moving forward. This is no longer a wide receiver room where the touches are dominated between DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. There is a third, clearly very talented, you know, top prospect thrown in the mix there. You also have Geno Smith banged up. Um, I know he did return to that game, but his week 12 status seems to be up in the air. Could always be a situation where, you know, you have the adrenaline, you're able to power through it. Ends up being more serious when you look at it. So you have that kind of factored in. I do think Drew Locke is probably one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league, especially because he's a guy who's going to go out there and sling it, not play super passive. So I do think like in terms of backup situations, it is better. But I mean, Geno Smith is the starter. He is the better quarterback you would at least assume with the uh, Seahawks rolling them out there. So I think that is a potential risk you have to factor in there. So these are just some players that I personally would take over DK Metcalf. I would just see if you can get, you know, any of these wide receivers one for one. DJ Moore, really nice bounce back game with fields back. Tank Dell, just been on an absolute tear. Michael Pittman, very consistent volume option week to week. Devontae Adams has had a rough stretch in there. Maybe a buy low on him. Um, Chris Olave, guy I really like rest of season, and then also Devonta Smith. So those are players I'd be willing to trade one for one. I just think DK Metcalf's kind of name value carries a little bit more weight than what he's actually been able to deliver to you in your fantasy football lineups. So he's the first sell high. And then the second one is going to be Joe Mixon. And I understand that this may not feel like a sell high with the Joe Burrow injury. People may be kind of souring on Joe Mixon at this point, but he's still coming off his best fantasy game of the season. Um, and has put up 17 plus PPR points in three of his last four games. And I also think it's possible your league mates may think Mixon's fine. Um, Maybe they think he'll see more volume with Burrow out. They'll kind of rely on him more week to week now that, uh, you know, Burrow's done. 
Personally, though, I am very concerned about Joe Mixon moving forward. His volume is kind of what's been one of his main strengths this season. He's averaging 15.3 carries, 3.8 targets per game. I don't really think that's going to like shoot up moving forward, especially if they're not moving the ball as well. There's going to be fewer plays. So even if he is taking a larger percentage of the touches, um, it may still just end up being like similar volume that he's getting here. And I think when we look at the main difference between Joe Mixon early in the season compared to Joe Mixon over the last four weeks, right? Early in the season, he was viewed as a total bust, was not producing. Last four games, he's been very impressive for fantasy football. Really, the main difference and potentially the only difference has been the touchdowns. Obviously, there's been a little bit of uptick in efficiency, but the touchdowns have been the main factor there. He had one touchdown in the first six games. He has had four touchdowns over the past four weeks. You have to expect those touchdown numbers are going to be much closer to what we saw earlier on in the season, um, you know, moving forward. Because even though Burrow was playing, that was not Joe Burrow, right? That was like backup quality quarterback play with Joe Burrow toughing through an injury. So Mixon not getting into the end zone wasn't all that shocking. And I think you could probably expect a similar thing, um, you know, moving forward with their backup. And even with like Burrow back throughout the season, Mixon has not been an efficient option. He is not thriving on his efficiency. That's not an area that I think is going to get better with no Joe Mixon at the quarterback position. So I think Mixon was already in a weird spot at the running back position where you probably wouldn't feel great about like tearing down. I think once you're getting into like those fringe running back twos, you may not love those guys rest of season. So this would be a spot where I'd prefer to try to tear up. Like I'd go pay up to try to get a guy like Swift in a package with Joe Mixon. I think maybe a guy like Tony Pollard talked about him as a buy low last week. Um, I think people would definitely still value Pollard higher than Mixon at this point, but his value is still probably low, um, at least lower than what it may be moving forward. He had a nice bounce back game, but he still had that really long stretch of not being a great fantasy option. So if you can move off of Joe Mixon, I'm not saying you give him away for free, but if someone's not super concerned, you can get a nice tear up into like top 12, top 10 running back territory. I would definitely just kind of, you know, send some offers out there, see how receptive some of your league mates are and try to make a move. But um, that's going to wrap it up for some of the top trade targets. So I'm going to be buying low on Hollywood Brown, James Conner, trying to sell high on DK Metcalf and Joe Mixon. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. Any fantasy questions, drop them down below. Thank you all for tuning in and I will see you in the next one.